Hey, thank you for joining us for another episode, or joining me for that matter, since there's no us, it's just me, for another episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm Neil Parks, your host. I'm an award-winning author, artist, historian, researcher, and paranormal investigator. I'm actually a veteran of the field. I've been doing this type of thing since the age of 11, and I'm 44 now, so I've been in the game for a while. Police can't find cause of demonic sounds at a Colorado restaurant. Imagine you're in a fast food restaurant at 3 a.m. Yes, you're probably drunk and or hungover. You hear someone screaming and making demonic sounds. Do you, A, check to see if they're coming from you? B, ask for your Happy Meal to go and run like crazy? Or C, wait for the police to show up because this is the most fun you've had at 3 a.m. in ages. Now, let's say you're an employee at the same fast food restaurant at the same ungodly hour when you hear the same ungodly scream. Do you A, quit and run, B, make the new kid check it out, or C, wait for the police to show up because this is the most fun you've had at 3 a.m. in ages? Fortunately, the staff at a McDonald's in Pueblo, Colorado, chose another option, which is why we have an unofficial record of this mysterious incident. February 13th. PPD watch at about 3.30 a.m. this morning, officers responded to a business in the area of Pueblo Boulevard and Northern. Employees reported hearing a woman screaming and making demonic sounds to include speaking in strange language and barking. They were so unnerved by the sounds that they said they would not be going back outside their building until after the sun came up. Three officers searched the area, but didn't come up with the the source of the disturbance. Pueblo Police Captain Tom Rummel gave his report on the department's Twitter feed, where it was picked up and reported by the Pueblo Chieftain and Crickets. There have been no other reports as of this writing of any of these or other demonic screams at this McDonald's. What could have created sounds so horrifying that the employees, after... Even getting an all-clear from the cops refused to enter, or sorry, exit the building until daylight. Was it an ill woman, as some suggest, a prankster, or something more sinister? Pueblo is an old, old West city with many reasons to be haunted. The Fort Pueblo Massacre that occurred on December 25th, 1854. Oh my God, that was Christmas in 1854. That's awful, a massacre. Was a retaliatory attack by native Muach Utes over the killing of one of their own that resulted in the deaths of 15 men, one woman from the fort. The city had a number of orphanages and an insane asylum now called the Colorado Mental Health Institute at Pueblo, which are traditional magnets for ghosts and screams. And the great flood of 1921 caused the deaths of over 1,500 people in the town. However, there's also the possibility that this is one of those apparitions that seem to like McDonald's restaurants. William Morgan died under mysterious Freemason-related circumstances in 1826 in Lewistown, New York, and his ghost was heard rattling chains at a McDonald's on the location that was once a Masonic temple. The appearance of a mysterious giggling girl haunting the restrooms of the Idabal, Oklahoma McDonald's 
and the occasional flushing with no one around incidences caused one employee there to quit without notice. The McDonald's in Cairo, Texas, is built on the site of a gas station where a child was tragically run over and killed, and a mechanic was crushed to death under the car lift of the same McDonald's, causing both of their ghosts to haunt the restaurant now that it's there in place of the old gas station. If you're looking for screams, a McDonald's in Colorado Springs, just up the road from Pueblo, is haunted by the spirit of a Native American who is heard walking and rattling keys, and screams have been heard in the kitchen. Rumor has it the restaurant is built on an ancient burial mound. Special thanks to the Week and Weird for these stories. The last Colorado tale makes one wonder if the McDonald's in Pueblo might also be built over a Native American graveyard, another frequent source of ghosts and scary sounds and incidences. Is anyone interested in checking? If you ask the employees, the answers are probably A, no, B, hell no, and C, you first. Would you? And now a word from our sponsor. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. Another really crazy encounter I had one time dealt with uh, an evening after moving into our new home. It uh, was a wooded area across the hillside, shrouded in fog, and I'm taking one of our dogs out to go to her, do her evening leisurely stroll and bathroom duty. And as I'm walking up on the bank, I look over that hillside area and see six really long, bright strands of light. Um, there was space in between each bright light, but it, it was long, looked almost the length of a football field, and it was just hovering there. And as I walked closer over that, close to that hillside, I looked further into the fog and uh, realized that there's nothing around it, nothing above or below it. The fog has completely shrouded that bank, that hillside, and those lights are emitting from it. So I run back to the house, tell my wife what I saw, explain to her that I think the mothership is here. She casually rolled her eyes and said, it's probably just a bunch of street lights. I insisted that she walk out with me and take a look at this thing as well. So we go back to the place where I saw it in the beginning. And as we stand over the hillside, I was all prepared to shout at the top of my lungs to everyone who was watching or who could hear. Basically, see, I told you, they are here. They've always been here. But as the fog started to dissipate, you could clearly see on that hillside that those bright lights that were appeared to be interconnected with one another, uh, almost on a vessel or whatnot, 
uh, where in fact just giant uh, security lights adjoined to these houses that were along a strip on the top of that hill. So uh, it was a humbling experience. Uh, it was a real rush to begin with, but in the end, I realized that not everything you see is an unidentified flying object. In fact, those objects were not flying. They were connected to very tall light posts. So in the end, kind of laughed it off. It was a very Mulder and Scully from the X-Files moment for me. Uh, Scully, of course, my wife being her, uh, the one that keeps me from chasing the moon. Thank God I've got her as my voice of reason. So that concludes our show for this week. I hope you enjoyed the uh, brief storytelling and relaying of pretty neat current events, strange news. Next week, I'll have more to discuss and possibly a reading from one of the stories that I've written from one of the books that I've had published. That's all. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. The seven most haunted locations in the United States. Paranormal places. You don't need to believe in ghosts to enjoy a ghost story. The tales that have grown over generations around reputable haunted places can take on a fantastic life of their own in folklore. And the stories that surround a place can influence our experiences of them. All it takes is a creepy place, a touch of imagination, and a glimpse of something unexpected. Only half seen. So prepare to suspend your belief for this countdown of the histories of seven of the most haunted places in the United States. Waverly Hill Sanitarium. I'm sure everyone has heard of this if you've ever watched any of the most recent uh, paranormal-related documentary-type programs. It's a uh, grim, bat-winged building is the archetype of the, the haunted hospital or insane asylum, whatever you want to call it. It's based in Louisville, Kentucky. The first hospital on this windswept hill on the edge of Louisville was built in 1910 to uh, treat... Am I calling it Louisville? That is embarrassing, since I am more than familiar with the Louisville slugger. Louisville! I'm very sorry to all of my listeners in Louisville. It is not Louisville. That's like calling Illinois, Illinois. Anyway, it was built in 1910 to treat victims of the White Plague, tuberculosis, that was ravaging the country at that time. At the time, there were uh, no known cures for the disease and was often fatal. In some cases, doctors tried experimental methods to help ease the symptoms, and stories emerged of illicit medical experiments in which the cure often proved as fatal as the disease. Certainly, the sanatorium 
was the scene of many deaths over the years. Although claims that more than 60,000 patients died there are exaggerated, according to surviving records from the hospital. Historians say the real number was likely closer to 8,000, which a total of 152 deaths in 1945 was listed as the worst year of the epidemic. Waverly Hills served as a geriatric hospital from the 1960s to the 1980s, and several stories about the spooky old hospital are based on rumors from this time that the patients were mistreated, including claims that radical treatments such as electroshock therapy were used. In the years since Waverly Hills was closed for good, wanderers, thrill-seekers, and ghost hunters who find their way inside the building have told of slamming doors and strange noises in the deserted building. Others reported hearing footsteps and the screams of patients have been heard from empty rooms. Ghostly shadows, forms, and so forth have been said to gather in the building's dark recesses and are said to follow visitors through the narrow corridors. Phantom footsteps and voices reportedly echo along the death tunnel or body chute, an underground tunnel that leads from the hospital to railway tracks at the bottom of the hill to transport the dead away from the hospital where the living patients would not see them. Several stories center on the fifth floor of the hospital where tuberculosis patients with mental disturbances were reportedly treated. In particular, room 502, where two nurses are said to have killed themselves, one by hanging and the other by jumping to her death. It is said to be haunted. Some visitors claim to have seen mysterious shapes moving in the windows or have heard voices telling them to get out. Savannah, Georgia, home to dozens of celebrated haunted houses and hundreds of ghost sightings. Savannah is often called the most haunted city in the United States, especially by its many ghost tour operators, who have often begun with a visit to the city's historic cemetery, a tangle of stone tombs, eerie statues, and spooky trees laced with Spanish moss. Among the cemetery's resident ghosts is that of Gracie Watson, a six-year-old who died of pneumonia in 1889. Her ghost is said to haunt the life-size statue that stands over her grave, which, like several other funeral statues in the cemetery, are sometimes said to move as if they were alive, while the sound of children playing or crying is sometimes heard nearby. Savannah's Hampton Lilybridge House was built in 1797 and was relocated to its current location several years later. Despite the discovery of a mysterious crypt beneath the new property, which has never been opened, since then no fewer than 26 families have lived in the house and have complained of various ghostly going-ons that forced them to move out. These strange encounters included furniture moving around and doors locking themselves. The most famous haunted house in Savannah may be the Sorrel Weed House, which appeared in the opening shots of the 1994 film Forrest Gump, directed by Robert Zemeckis. The Sorrel Weed House is said to be the, haunted by at least two vengeful ghosts, the wife and the rival lover of a shipping merchant, Francis Sorrel, 
who built the house in 1840. Francis' wife, Matilda Sorrell, allegedly jumped to her death when she discovered her husband's infidelity. But historical researchers point out that by the time of her reported suicide, in a moment of lunacy, the Sorrell family had moved out to another property next door. The Whaley House, which is located in San Diego, California. Whaley House in San Diego is the most haunted house in America, according to Life magazine. This house was built in 1857 on the site of a former graveyard and gallows. Over the years, it has served as a family home, a grain store, the San Diego County Courthouse, the city's first commercial theater, a ballroom, billiard hall, and a school. It subsequently opened as a museum in 1960. The oldest resident ghost at Whaley House is said to be the convicted robber Yankee Jim Robinson, who was hanged in 1852 from a gallow that stood on the property. Before the house was built, according to a newspaper report, as the wagon holding him beneath the gallows moved away, Yankee Jim dragged his feet on the wagon for as long as possible before swinging like a pendulum and slowly strangling to death. Although Thomas Whaley, a settler and merchant, witnessed Yankee Jim's gruesome execution, he didn't it didn't prevent him from purchasing the property a few years later and building a house there. But within a few weeks of moving in, the Whaley family reported hearing heavy footsteps as if made by boots of a large man. The reports of footsteps and other sounds have persisted for more than 100 years. The youngest daughter of the family, who lived in the house until 1953, was reportedly convinced that it was haunted by the ghost of Yankee Jim. And visitors of the museum in the 1960s also reported hearing a phantom walking noise. Other visitors say they've seen the ghosts of the Whaley family themselves and the ghost of a woman in a long skirt in former county courtroom. One parapsychologist reported that he saw a phantom dog running inside the house, similar to a fox terrier, the type of dog that was owned by the Wheelie family. Next location is Bachelors Grove Cemetery in Chicago, Illinois. This small cemetery in a forest of the outskirts of Chicago has earned a reputation of the most haunted graveyard in the United States, thanks to more than 100 documented sightings of ghosts, strange lights, and other suggestively supernatural episodes. During the 1950s, after an outbreak of vandalism at the remote site, several people claimed to have seen an entity, an entire phantom farmhouse shimmering above the graveyard, which receded as they approached it. Others say they've seen the ghost of a farmer and his plow horse who died when they were dragged to their death in a nearby pond. Some people driving on the roads near the cemetery at night have reported encounters with a phantom 1940s-style gangster car that appears on the road in front of them before turning off the road and disappearing. Others claimed to have crashed in the phantom car at a sharp curve into the road, but after the shock had passed, there was no damage to their vehicle and there was no other car. In 1991, the Chicago Sun-Times newspaper ran a celebrated photograph taken by a visitor to the graveyard showing what appeared to be the semi-transparent form of a woman in an old-fashioned dress sitting on a gravestone. The photographer, part of a paranormal research team, claimed that the woman was not visible 
when the photograph was taken. The figure in the photograph has become known as the Madonna of Bachelor's Grove. It may be linked to the legend of the White Lady, the ghost of a woman buried next to her young child who is said to walk through the graveyard on nights of the full moon with the infant wrapped in her arms. Next on the list is in St. Louis, New Orleans, Louisiana, the St. Louis Cemetery. Paranormal, the paranormal has a distinctive local flavor in New Orleans, which vies with uh, Savannah for the title of the most haunted city in America anyway. One of the city's most infamous haunted houses is the La La Laurie Mansion in the French Quarter. The mansion is the former home of Madame La Laurie, a wealthy widow and prominent socialite. In April 1834, after a fire at the house, rescuers found bound slaves in a secret torture chamber in the attic who had been horribly tortured over a long period and there were signs that others had been murdered there as well. If you remember, uh, I believe it was season 5 of American Horror Story, no, season 3 of American Horror Story, uh, Coven, and they dealt with uh, the vengeful spirit of Madame Lalaurie and showed all of the horrible acts that she committed against her slaves and the experiments she used her slaves for. Uh, when the discovery became known, the house was raided by an outraged mob of citizens, and Madame Lalaurie fled the city. Later occupants of the building have claimed it is still haunted by the ghosts of her victims. The St. Louis Cemetery, number one in New Orleans, has something of a reputation for the dead not staying in their graves. Among them, Marie Laveau, the city's historical queen of voodoo, who died in 1851, but it was said to materialize above the crypt where she is buried each St. John's Eve, which is June 23rd. The Myrtles Plantation at St. Francisville, just outside of New Orleans, is rumored to have been built on a Tunica Indian burial ground. At least 12 ghosts are said to haunt this location of the plantation grounds and buildings, including Chloe, a slave who had <clears throat> was accused of poisoning the family of the plantation owners. The ghosts of her victims and mother and daughter are reported to be trapped inside a mirror in the main house. The ghost of a later owner, William Winter, is said to haunt the main staircase of the plantation house. Winter died in 1871 after being shot by a stranger who approached the house. Winter staggered inside and climbed to the stairs to the 17th step where he died in his wife's arms. It is said his phantom footsteps can sometimes be heard on the staircase, climbing to the 17th step before stopping. Our next location, which is among the seven most haunted places in the United States, is Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I myself spent a week in there, and the accounts that we witnessed, the paranormal activity that resides within this property, the whole location, if you were to build a subdivision in the middle of the field itself of Gettysburg, where the battles took place. Every single house would be haunted in this subdivision, not because of what took place in the houses, thus making it haunted, but the property itself would haunt the houses. It is the largest and deadliest battle in the American Civil War, and it took place in Gettysburg. 
1863, more than 8,000 combatants were killed at Gettysburg, and in the years since the bloody battle, an uncommon number of ghost stories have been linked to events and personalities on the battlefield. Several visitors to what is now the Gettysburg National Military Park have reported hearing sounds of battle, including phantom cannon fire and disembodied shouts or screams of ghostly soldiers. At a high rocky outcrop on the battlefield, it's called the Devil's Den, where heavy fighting took place on the second day of the battle, which was June, uh, July 2nd, 1836. Several visitors over the years claim to have heard the sound of drum rolls and gunfire. Devil's Den is also said to be haunted by the apparently friendly and sometimes talkative ghost of a soldier wearing a buckskin clothing, a large hat, and no shoes. Several ghost sightings have also been reported at the hill called Little Round Top, where Confederate troops were forced back from an assault on the flank of the Union forces, also on July 2nd, 1863. An event regarded by many historians as a turning point in the battle. It has been claimed that some Civil War enactors, reenactors, I should say, who worked on the 1993 film Gettysburg, a dramatization of the battle, met and spoke with a man in a shabby Union Army uniform who gave them some musket rounds, which they assumed were movie props, but which they later learned were Civil War rounds in pristine condition. Legend tells that three Confederate soldiers were hanged at Sachs Bridge, a covered bridge a few hundred yards west of the Gettysburg battlefield. Some stories say the soldiers have deserted from their unit, while others say they were hanged as spies. The bridge is now a favorite site for ghost hunters, and some claim to have heard sounds of loud gunfire and galloping horses, while others reported seeing strange moving mists and unexplicable lights. Saks Bridge was one line of retreat for General Robert E. Lee's defeated army of Northern Virginia over after the Union victory at Gettysburg, and the smell of smoke from the General's pipe has sometimes been reported nearby. The St. Augustine Light Station in St. Augustine, Florida. St. Augustine's Light Station may be best known as the hundreds of Paranormal. The word paranormal denotes experiences that are outside the norm and beyond scientific explanation. Even so, these events from supernatural phenomena to extrasensory perception to ghosts, aliens, and UFOs take on a life of their own in pop culture. That's where live science comes in. The reporters dig into the latest paranormal news to debunk and even explain the science of what's really causing these seemingly supernatural. Related topics to this, that being aliens, religion, life's little mysteries, so on and so forth. Live science is an excellent resource to go through. And that's all the time we have for today. Tune in next time for more in-depth information, bizarre stories, really weird out-of-this-world current events, and information on where I'll be, what I'm up to, what I plan to do next, what I'm currently writing, 
and the status of my latest book. Thank you.